You are listening to Fast Track Podcast, the place to be to fast track your personal finance or fast track your business or both through a series of conversations with those who have learned it, done it, and made it. Lionel is a cluster revenue manager in the hotel industry. At night, he becomes the founder of Cent by Cent, a personal finance blog helping people to achieve financial literacy and freedom. Originally from Switzerland, he moved to London for his career. Be it his 9 to 5 job or his blog, his life is plunged in numbers and strategies. So in this episode, we talk about why he decided to move abroad, his money philosophy, how his money behavior changed over the years, and his motivation for starting cent by cent. Welcome to Fast Track Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. And very interesting knowing you and also your personal stories that you moved from Switzerland to London for your career. So I want to know how did it happen? Why did you decide to move away from Switzerland? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been called crazy about it a few times, especially when I, I say that I'm passionate about personal finance and uh, the fire movement and people are like, so why the heck did you leave Switzerland with that high salary and all those opportunities you had there? And the thing, growing, being born and raised in Switzerland makes you realize that it's a bit of a golden prison in the sense that once you start earning a Swiss salary and you start settling down in Switzerland, you never want to leave. And I've seen so many people that um, graduated university and were telling me, yeah, um, I, I want to travel, I want to live also. But now that I earn 10,000 francs a month, I'm actually pretty good here. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't want to, that to be my story. I wanted more out of life. Uh, I wanted to discover the world. I know you've done it as well. You've lived in eight different countries, right? So I, I had that mindset of, I want to see more. So I didn't know I wanted to go to London. I just applied everywhere around the world. And this is the job that got my attention. Yeah, I totally understand. Because I think you, in your early 20s or at the beginning of your career, really you have nothing to lose. Just try it out. And then maybe there will be new opportunity came up that could be better, you know? Yeah, that's the idea is that if I had kids or like uh, dependents, maybe I would have thought differently. I also didn't have a relationship at the time. So for me, literally nothing was holding me back apart from the greed of a higher salary. Um, and yeah, I've always liked the idea of, of discomfort and kind of getting out of my comfort zone to, you know, look for yeah. something new because that's how you grow. And yeah, exactly. I wonder if I'd even be doing everything I do now outside of work if I had stayed in Switzerland, if I'd just be contempt with what I have yeah yeah and also if you see that maybe you get a higher salary right now yeah. if you're working in Switzerland but think five ten years down the road now you have experiences abroad you grow as a person uh, you met more people there were more opportunities maybe at the end of the day it's still better off it's, exactly. you, you might not even having like financially you know worse than if you were living in Switzerland yeah. And so that leads to my second question. You mentioned about personal finance, that you have a lot of interest mm -hmm. in this topic. Like, since when did you get interest in this topic and why, why personal finance? Uh, that's a, it's a good question, but actually it's... Um, so I come from a blue-colour family, so my dad's a butcher. It's like, I'm the first one actually studying in my, uh, in my family. Um, but one thing my grandparents, my father, my mum, all that have ever taught me is that 
you can money is a tool that you can use to set yourself up and that you can use to your advantage it's not you sh it should never be your target in life it should never be something you base every decision on but it's something that can give you a step up or can make a difference in the long run if you're smart about it so i've always heard about investments about how the finances of the shop were going and how all these things were working and it led to me starting to wonder well if they can do it if they can like what i'm curious how can i play the game how can i start playing with stocks how can i start getting uh ahead and how can i start making my life better in not today but maybe in 20 years so yeah it's just it got me thinking and it got me really excited about the challenge basically i really like how you think about it like if they can do it why not you right exactly yeah i i don't like the idea of i mean of course my goal is to leave something a legacy for my potential children one day or for people that come after but at the end of the day i think it's important to learn the the value and the chat of the challenge and to learn how to create your own path in in life and go that way of course parents are meant to give you a lot of things but being able to take what they teach you and apply it to yourself is how you truly learn it i believe yeah and also by you know learn to yourself from books from talking to other yeah. people from taking additional sure. courses since you have learned a lot about personal finance have you ever made some big money mistakes you want to share with us Oof. Oh. um <clears throat> so uh, it was before i started like um truly like i was still a student so it's before i started investing in that but i had this idea i've always heard you know like never buy a car new always buy a used car because it'll cost you less of that so i was like yeah for sure and, it, and i looked for the cheapest car i could find so i found a car i think it was a 1919 volkswagen that cost me like 1000 francs except what i did not realize is with that car came higher taxes because it wasn't ecological then higher uh, like higher monthly bills because i had to fix it every two weeks like i think my tcs was going insane i nearly reached a yearly limit like every basically what i saved on the cost of the car cost me i think in the first year it cost me like 6000 francs when i had only paid 1000 for it so i never saved and basically wanting to go too cheap was one of the biggest mistakes i made because it just put me in the hole for a lot of money after two years of owning that car so yeah that i think is by far the biggest mistake i've ever made <laughs> yeah it looks cheap at the beginning but you didn't yeah. know it's uh, yeah it's putting it's your money trap. out of your pocket yeah yeah it was a trap i i i believe the salesman and yeah it taught me that i need to do a bit more research especially when i'm 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 a student and for now it wouldn't be that much of a hit but back in the day 1000 francs was already like whew, everything uh, yeah when and then plus the 6000 in the year <laughs> and that was the first year <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the car Um let's say it took me another year to realize it was uh, it was time to get rid of it and by the time I realized it was dead so I couldn't even make any money selling it so I just had to I had to pay money to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone to get it so yeah I think in total that car cost me 10,000 francs or oh. 11,000 francs when yeah I could have just spent 5,000 to buy a car and uh, and then much less afterwards. Yeah, that's the thing with the car. Usually when people buy a car, they think about how much they can afford, but they never think about the associated costs come along with it. And and now how did you evaluate how much you want to spend on certain things? 
Um, so now I do much more research on what I buy, first of all. Now, um, I have a mindset of, I'm not frugal by any means because I still spend some money. I mean, uh, I think my saving rate is about 40% right now. Uh, but I still I still spend a fair bit of money right every month. But the way I look at it is, if it's something like a pair of walking shoes or a pair a jacket or something, like that, I'll spend a bit more upfront because I know it'll last me for longer. So I'm a minimalist when it comes to things. Basically, I I own very little things because in my mindset, I'd rather spend a hundred more on something and be sure that it'll last me for five. 10, 20 years, then get a pair of uh, sneakers every year for 30 francs because it's cheap. But at the end, I spent more money in the long run. Yes. So the way I look at it now is I, I do a calculation around life expectancy and cost. So I do a cost per year of what I'm going to purchase. So if I'm going to purchase a pair of shoes that cost me 200 francs, if it lasts me 10 years, it's worth it. If it lasts me a, a, a week, uh, it's not worth it. So that's how I look at spending now. I think now I also start to look at things this way. In the past, I never yeah. pay attention to it. Uh, you know, this concept of cost per usage? Yeah. Yeah, similarly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that that uh, is easy to fall in the trap. I mean, like, for example people love to go to Primark or things like that because it's cheap, right? But at the end of the day, even something like that, even a t-shirt will, if it lasts you a week instead of a year, what's what's the point behind it? And I've also started thinking in more of an eco-conscious way in the sense that what not only what impact does it have on my life and how long it costs me, but how much does it cost the earth and how much does it cost people around me? And do I really want to wear shoes that were sewn in a factory by a child? Probably not, even if it's cheaper. So it kind of made me think a bit differently about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is your money philosophy now in terms of uh, spending, investing? So my money philosophy, so I'll start with spending as we were on that and then yeah. I'll go to investing. So mm -hmm. my, in my mind, uh, when it comes to spending is what, impact is going to have on my life is, is it going to be a good experience I'm really trying to focus more on experiences and um, like just enjoying things that are going to bring value to my life so I have no issue buying a, a good a book or even if it's a bit more expensive than another one I'd have no issue going on a holiday or going to I'd rather go to a nice restaurant once than take away every week for example so my mindset is is more on that side is that I spend for good experiences within the budget I've given myself so I don't know if you've read your money and or your life the book of Vicky Robin so I yeah, actually I'm reading it right now like a, uh, that's yeah. amazing it's great it changed my way of spending as well like I'm I apply her way of spending with I track every spend I make and then I ask myself what value it brings to my life and all these things and that's really helped me like cut down on on silly things like uh, a I'm not going to buy that random pack of cookie I bought every time walking out. I'll buy it once in a while and it'll feel nicer. So that that's that book is is was really a life changer for me because it really helped me to kind of get in tune in the way I spend my money and the way I live. So I've done that. And then you asked about investing as well. So the way investing goes is I think the biggest mistake most people make is they, they're not humble about their investing they think they know it all and that they can know it all and beat the market and all that. So a fun fact I love is 
there's um there's this every year they do a test where they have monkeys pick investments and then they had hedge fund managers pick investments as well and consistently since 1970 the monkeys have beat the hedge fund managers <laughs> by picking just picking whatever the stock they wanted randomly mm-hmm. so that's my way of looking at it is that if even guys who it's their job and their profession to invest make mistakes i'm not going to take too many risks so i still want growth of course so i look more at equities and things like that but i mostly invest with index funds with vanguard for example um so i invest 80% every month with vanguard uh so i buy into an all cap accumulation fund so that basically equity of around the world uh, s&p 500 so the vusa as it pays a little dividend as well and then they have something in the uk that's called life strategy funds um so they have different percentages and i invest in the 8021 so 80% equity 20% bonds and then 20% of my investments i do through trading 212 where i mostly invent, uh, invest on uh, dividend stocks in the uk um so for example bp or um, things like that just to because it's a small percentage of what i invest and i don't take too much risk with it and how did you learn how to construct your own investment portfolio Ooh, that's uh that's a tough question so I'm a big fan of like um like as I'm a bit of a nerd so I like running numbers and it's my job right I'm a I'm a revenue manager as I think you mentioned in the intro and my job is then to to really to uh, to basically look at numbers and build strategies to optimize everything coming in so I'll be honest it took me about a year to pull the trigger before I started investing because I wanted to be sure of the way I approached it um and youtube videos and blogs like mr money mustache or uh, youtube videos like uh, graham stephan for example are really helped me a lot because they have they had a good easy mindset to listen to and they taught a lot of the basics very well and with those basics i was able to start making my own models and creating my own idea i'm trying to build them a bit more so i can share them for free on my website but i'm not quite there yet Uh so yeah I I learned it through that and then it's a trial and error. Um and yeah that's a that's it it's, it's just trial and error. I've made some mistakes. I've lost a bit of money. But index funds for me are a bit safer so I try and never put in more than I can afford to lose. Uh just because I don't want to lose everything. So yeah, emergency fund is key for me for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you talk about is absolutely correct that you really can learn from all these resources online and to many people investing sounds very scary at the beginning but if you spend time studying it do some research then you will feel more comfortable having your own portfolio then you stick to it long term yeah for sure i think uh, it's something banks have always felt safe for everyone because it's big institutions and i mean i have my emergency funds in a bank right it'd be insane to have it in stocks because well you never know if tomorrow it'll go down 2% or not so you always have to keep but in the long run i mean history has proved that it's always going to grow so i've i've been kind of preaching it to a lot of my friends i was one of my proudest moments of well i think it's yeah 2021 was to get a my best friend to start investing uh, so download trading 2 on 2 and start putting every month a bit of money and just tiptoe i said don't go 
heads in, don't go massive at first, go maybe a bit small at first, just so you get used to it. Because the first day you lose 5% of your portfolio, it hits hard, you're scared and you're like, what's happening? Am I losing all my money? So my advice for him and for people starting is step by step, small amounts, get used to what you're spending and get used to seeing it go red, go green, and it'll get you into it slowly but surely. You mentioned about expenses, but I want to touch on that a little bit more. How do you manage your expenses? How do you decide uh, how much to spend on what items or, you know, and how the way you manage your expenses changed? Yeah, of course. Um, So the way I looked at it was I I downloaded an app, first of all, that tracks my spending uh, and all my accounts, just so that it gave me kind of an idea of where it was going. Um, and what I started doing is I basically built a basic Excel spreadsheet where I put categories, so um, groceries, uh, restaurants, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, in which I enter every expense I do with a little label of what where the expense comes from. And so I said, I'm not good. When I started off, I said, I'm not going to start budgeting now. I want to know how much I spend when I'm not thinking about it. So basically, I knew I was always breaking even or saving a bit of money, but I wanted to know where my money went exactly. Because it for me, it was crazy to do a budget without knowing what I was actually spending and where. Because it was easy to say, uh, 80 francs on uh, on shopping, 80, 20 francs on Uber and whatever. So I, I started by, for one month, I think it was the month of January 2019, I tracked everything I spent. Looked into detail, put it in my spreadsheet, Start of February, I sat down, looked back. Okay, this is what I'm spending. This is where my money's going. Okay, that makes sense. So do I need to spend 100 francs at the pub every month? Probably not. I'll budget. I'll put a budget at 40. So I can still go and have drinks with my colleagues, but maybe I say no when I'm getting close to 40 or I spread it out. Uh, do I need to, do, do I need to uh, take Uber when I come home? No, I can walk from wherever I was. I don't need to take Uber. So all these little things basically was a trial and error process. So that second month I went for everything. I put the budget targets and I did the same thing. So I entered every expense I did trying to follow the budget. Month after I checked again and basically I've been fine tuning it. It's still not perfect two years later, but every month I review what I'm spending and I've seen my expenses get flat and flat and flat and flat, and my income went up because I got a promotion, but otherwise my savings have been going up, 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 investments have been going up, basically. Yeah, so eventually you will arrive this crossover point. Exactly. <laughs> and then that leads to the next question. Then what is your future plan? Do you plan to retire early and to be financially independent or else? Hmm. I think I'll go with else, no. Um... <laughs> Uh, financially independent, uh, yeah, I'd love to have the idea that I don't need to look over my shoulder of where my money, of how it's going. Um, I've always dreamt to be an entrepreneur uh, and to, I want to make a difference and to help people around me. So I don't think retiring, well, I will retire one day, hopefully, but I don't think retiring early is for me just because I don't want to end up at, I don't know, 45, looking at another 50 years and not knowing, you know, like, not bringing value. Uh, for me, it's important to bring value, but what I'm looking towards and what I would like is to be able to bring value in my own way and on my own terms. My dream is really to bring 
for for me a big crusade I fight is education and because education for all everybody needs education and bring most importantly show everyone that if I can do it if anyone my age or you guys can do it if and I'm sure that's also what a lot of us online content creators are bringing is that we can all not achieve financial independence but at least financial literacy and learn how to manage your finance and be safe not have 10,000 in debt I want to help people get safe and get on the positive side I don't want to retire I want to make a difference is that why you started uh, cent by cent your blog well I mean I don't think I'm making a difference yet with it. I think it's still small and I'm, I'm building up uh, bit by bit. But my goal with Send by Send is that whatever article I write or whatever piece of content I put out, it makes a difference for just one person. I don't, I don't need a thousand views. I don't need millions of visitors every month. My only goal is to generally make a difference in someone's life and to try and not even in their life, just make them think and make them try and do something else. So I want to make a platform that's easy, accessible, where people can learn how to, to, to grow their relationship to money, not be scared of it. It's, your, it's a tool. It's not your God. It will help you get where you want to get. So yeah, that's the big idea behind it. I don't know where it'll go or where it'll lead me, but this is where I'm starting now, is just trying to make a small difference. I also like your recent articles about you know, renting a place and work from there, try remote yeah. working and also have to create a lifestyle, like work from your countertop. Or I, I love your articles. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thanks. No, yeah, I, I think that Flexcations, yeah, was the one that the, my guest post on, uh, on the Financial Imagineer. And uh, I really enjoyed writing that article because it's something I try and put my money where my mouth is. Uh, it's something I've done a few times. It's we tend to always think that vacations are a waste of money and that we lose time. But I, my goal is to show that if you combine different things together as well, you can get the most productivity out of even fun stuff like, okay, you want to rent a chalet in the mountains, rent your chalet in the mountains, maybe work two days remotely from there and ski on the weekend and have a good time. And instead of being in your same environment, same office, you get to see the world and you get to have a really good time somewhere else. And that, means that yeah you're not moving abroad but maybe it's the first step towards that maybe you want to go and discover the world and it allows you just to test out your your life love it and so these are all my questions i hope the audience gained a lot of insight and learned a lot from your personal journey and then if some of them want to get in touch with you or read more of your mm -hmm. blog articles where can they find you so uh, I'm easily accessible on uh, sendbycent.co.uk, uh, which is my blog. Um, and if you want to get in touch, you can also reach out to me on Twitter uh, at sendbycent. I'm, I answer any message, just come on, have a chat. I'd be more than happy to. And yeah, otherwise feel free to follow my newsletter as well. That's accessible. Great. I will leave all the links in the show notes. So thank you very much for coming here today, Lionel. Thank you for having me. Before letting you go, I have very exciting news to share with you. I am collaborating with Financial Imagineer, Matthias Richter, to introduce you the Fast Track Money course. This six-week online course is designed to help young professionals in their 20s to 40s to learn how to save more, earn more, and invest using money as a tool to fulfill your dreams. We teach you the proven method 
that Matthias has been using himself in the last 20 years and achieved financial independence. If he can do it, so can you. Sign up for interest on fasttrack.life/moneycourse to receive the latest course updates and promotions. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fast Track Podcast. Show me your support by liking this episode and sharing it with your friends. Join the Facebook group at Fast Track Podcast One, or you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course the homepage FastTrack.life. See you in the next episode.